Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 228 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. First, thanks to Text Expander for sponsoring our show. Communicate smarter with Text Expander. Gather, perfect, and share your knowledge. Recall your best words instantly and repeatedly. Learn more at textexpander.com forward slash podcast. And we'd also like to thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. In our last episode, we wrapped up 2018 with our version of the ESPN Pardon the Interruption show format. It's a fast-paced and fun episode that uh, I totally recommend to you if you haven't already listened to it. Another tradition we have on the podcast is launching each new year, or as we record, ending each year with our technology resolutions for the, for the coming year. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be publicly announcing our 2019 technology resolutions. In the second segment, we'll talk about our 2019 resolutions for this podcast, And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can start using the second that this podcast is over. But first up, technology resolutions. Around this time of year, uh, we always find that there are a lot of podcasts uh, and other resources that give you holiday gift lists, uh, technology predictions for the coming year. Uh, We take a slightly different approach here at the Kennedy Mile Report because Tons of great resources on gift ideas. We would hardly know where to start. There's just so many good resources. And frankly, I stink at predictions. Um, So uh, seriously, we find that focusing on the year ahead and how we might improve ourselves from a technology perspective um, is a real practical way of ushering in the new year. So let's get started. Dennis, first off, how did you do on last year's tech resolutions? Should people go back to last year's episode to check? Well, Thomas, always, it's the journey more so than the destination. And I think I did okay. I, I changed directions. There's a lot of changes for me over the last year. So a lot of adaptations, you know, moving to a new city, all, all the things that, that happen, retiring from MasterCard. So I think that the basic theme of my resolutions carried through, but probably the actual implementation went in some different ways. And so I think that the thing with the resolutions is it Accountability is important, so you can go back and lo- and look at what you initially started with. But but so is flexibility and adapting to your circumstances. And in some cases, you know, part of a resolution is that you may want to fail fast and and move on uh, to the next thing. Or maybe I'm just making excuses. How about you, Tom? How'd you do? 
Well, um, I went back and looked at them, and one of them was a big fail. Um, it's going to reappear <laughs> as one of my resolutions this year. It feels a little bit like uh, like having a weight loss resolution that goes from year to year. The other two, I think I did pretty well. I, I had resolved to improve team collaboration at work, and we've been using Microsoft Teams for for the past year, and I think it works really well. The other resolution was making my home smarter. Made a little progress on that, although I was we were talking before recording the show that uh, it is a struggle sometimes working with smart devices. Uh, but uh, I, in all, I'm sort of pleased, generally because uh, you know, as you say, there are often things that hit us that take us in a different direction that you didn't expect, and uh, it, it turned out that this was a year that I wound up not really wanting to focus. Focus on resolutions. I guess that's the good thing about them is, is that since they're just resolutions, if life takes you in another direction, then they're things that you can, uh, you, they're not so critical that you can't uh, put them aside or resolve to come back to them later. Um, I wish I could have done more, but uh, I'm not unhappy with my progress. Yeah, and I guess, Tom, I, I think that I've learned over the years with resolutions, as you were saying about losing weight, is that uh, what really makes sense is to kind of take a look at what you do want to accomplish and focus that on some practical things that kind of move the, the needle forward, as as they say. And so I think there's a number of techniques out there, and it's uh, usually in this this episode we, we talk about a couple of them. For me, it's always rule of threes uh, has become really important so that I don't have like a list of 35 different things that I want to do. If I can say, if I can, if I can break it down to three things... And they might be bigger things. They might have some subparts to them. But if I can do the three things, that makes a big difference because I can keep that in my head and it seems manageable to me. The other thing that we, we've talked about a lot in the past and a lot of people talk with resolutions or goals in general is, is the notion of, of SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, which are things like specific, measurable, time-bound is another one. So S-M-A-R-T. Uh, Tom, can you tell us what all those letters stand for? You really are going to ask me that? Yeah, that was the idea. No, people can Google it. I wanted to put you on the spot. But, Thank uh, you. But there are a couple, there are some variation in what you do, but generally the notion is that you want to have these sort of smart, measurable things that it's easy for you to be accountable to and, and, and break it down into, into chunks. I mean, Tom, are there other, other techniques that you use? No, I don't. And, you know, putting me on the spot about smart, it reminds me that there was a time that I could recite what those meant. But I think I've boiled it down in my head to say that whatever resolutions you have, they need to be manageable. They need to be not so over the moon that they are impossible and are so daunting. Um, but they need to also represent real progress. They need to not just be an incremental step, too. They, they, they need to be something that you feel a real sense of accomplishment once you've got through the end of your, your year. So, to me, I, that's why I think about things that I am, one, genuinely interested in doing, excited about doing, and that, two, is I'm, I'm man doing in a way that makes sense to me, that it's something I can achieve during the year, and it doesn't feel like I'm biting off too much. So to me, that's how I boil it all down. I'm... I'm I'm not much for the for for looking at the systems and everything. I just try and figure out what's going to work and what I'm interested in doing and do my best. So I've been using or I guess 
and looking this year specifically at a three-part approach. So first, is there a technology pain point that I'd really like to alleviate or, or even remove? Second, is there a new technology, a new skill, or a more advanced use of a technology I already use that I'd like to learn or get better at? And third, is there something I can do to advance my career, accomplish more with technology, improve processes, or enhance client service? And can I get one of something in each of those categories? Now, Tom, do you use themes or you just just buy whatever new thing Google announces? Well, that's that's rude. Um, I, 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 we, so last year I used themes, and, and I generally try to, you know, I like the idea that you have those themes to try and break it down into something. Um, this year, mine are really just what I want to do and what, do I, what I want to accomplish. So there's not really a theme this year, um, although I suppose that one or two of them could fit into your categories of wanting to learn. That's usually what I try to do. It's things that I feel like I need to be doing, but also things that I want to try and learn. Um, and that's generally how it breaks down to me. Those, those are the things that are most important uh, when I make resolutions. So let's go to the resolutions. Let's get started. And uh, Dennis, uh, what's your first up? So the first one is sometimes people talk about whether lawyers need to learn to code or not. So I'm kind of, this is not really in that category, but this is sort of my way of thinking. And that is, um, I noticed that there are a number of things that seem like I do over and over again that I could automate in some ways. So I'm looking at really improving what I do in automation. Uh, that could be scripting, could be JavaScript, it could be uh, if this, then that. Uh, but some, some other approaches to do that, I use a program called Hazel on my Mac, which will automatically move uh, files from one file folder to another, including, including Dropbox. And I want to look at more of those things that I can say something, I will do something and then other things automatically happen. And I'm looking primarily in organization, maybe uh, capturing ideas and, and making them usable, you know, moving things between files and to kind of get things out of me thinking about it and have it happen automatically. And I just think that's a, a good area. Like I said, so there's a number of tools out there, the scripting tools and, and some other automation tools. And I think that that is definitely one area where I'm looking to, and then I'll set something where I'll say, here are uh, certain areas I want to do this in and certain number of automation results I'd like to achieve within a certain period of time. So very standard approach, but that automation is a big area. My first resolution is not nearly so ambitious, but it is a problem that I've been struggling with for a couple of years that I really think it's time to make a decision. And that is, I need to standardize on a note-taking tool. I need to decide which I need to be all in on one because right now I'm 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 using both tools for for different purposes. I use both Evernote and OneNote, and they both serve a good function. and And I I like to say that I just want to continue on and use them what I'm using them for, but that doesn't make any sense. I'd like everything to be in one place. These days, I use OneNote almost exclusively for work I and, and frankly, for vacations. I love creating notebooks. I love that I can share them with people. It is such an intuitive tool to, to be able to use. Um, it, it just feels right. But 
the one thing that I really struggle with is being able to save things that I want to come back to later um, when I am checking up and reading my news or my RSS feeds, or if I have an email that I get and I want to save it. Um, saving to OneNote is really not very good compared to Evernote. Evernote has, I would say, the superior clipping tool. And I can, in my Gmail, I can save an email to Evernote and it's perfect. It works great. OneNote, it stinks. It's just not good. It's not there yet. And I hate to say that's really the only problem, but but that those are my two use cases. I take notes and create notebooks and I like to save things from the web. And uh, this year I'm going to have to kind of figure out, is there a better way in OneNote? Because that's really where I'd like to go. I'd really like to move away from Evernote and go towards OneNote. But um, that's that's really going to be what uh, the, the decision. I'm going to have to find a way to live with one or the other, uh, and um, still not sure what that's going to be yet. Dennis, what about your second one? My second one is is not, in some ways, not dissimilar from your first one, but I'm going to I'm going to put it in a different term. So I want to go all in on an iPad Pro experiment, and you and I have been talking about this over the last couple months for me. And so I want to go to the i to the iPad Pro as my sort of everyday, you know, the device I use all the time. I want to get the pencil. I want to get a, a Bluetooth key. Keyboard, and I want to try to live on the iPad Pro as much as possible. And uh, each aspect of that is important to me because, uh, and especially the pencil piece, because I want to to do better at capturing ideas. I want to uh, connect things together. I do a lot of mind mapping. I'm using uh, Kanban tools. I'm doing other things like that. So, uh, And I do have a bunch of notebooks and it just makes sense to get everything together in one device. And then like you, Tom, I'm looking at OneNote as possibly a thing, but also a flow between a number of of uh, programs that I use, but it all would be uh, off of the iPad Pro, um, and then it would that of course would be my travel tool as well, but also my everyday tool. So that's a very ambitious resolution, but it's also something I think that I will know, uh, you know, within three months or so that it's been a success or what part of it has been a success. All right, my second tech resolution is, I guess, my technology version of the weight loss resolution. And that is, I'm calling it this year, create content. I have not been, other than the six times a year article that I write for Law Practice Magazine, I don't really have time. I haven't had time to create content. I have been trying to relaunch my blog now for at least a year to a year and a half, and I just haven't had the time to do it. And I'm hoping that that's not going to prevent me from, from getting it out there because I really think that there is value to producing the content. One, I miss that writing. I love writing blog posts. I love being able to communicate like that. Um, even though I enjoy using social media tools, that style of communicating has not been as friendly to me as writing blog posts. I like the longer form, and I just enjoy being able to do that. I got very close to launching the blog again this year, um, and it just didn't work out. And I, I think that what this comes down to mostly is um, – it, it's been very interesting to notice that when I had a blog, when I was writing content, when I was producing information, it really 
worked to get me noticed. It worked to get me involved with things. People were reaching out. People were talking to me. Since that time, uh, when I'm not producing, uh, it's the opposite. So I would argue that what people say about social media, what people say about producing content really is true. You get out there and you produce it, and it has results for your network. It has results for the things that you're going to be uh, wanting to do and, 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 and you know, getting invited to speak and do things, getting invited to join groups. Um, I think it has a really positive effect. I want to get back to that, and I'm hoping that 2019 is the year that I can start to do it. Dennis, what about your third resolution? So my third one, I think, is, is a timely one because we're in another phase of everybody deciding and, and announcing very publicly that they're quitting Facebook um, for one reason or another, uh, largely because of the, the crappy content of their news feed and, and stuff like that. And you go like, hey, look, you have a lot of control over your news feed. You have a, a you know, it's, it's, I, it's hard for me not to chuckle a little bit when you complain about what the friends that you have chosen post on your your newsfeed but people are really starting to think about facebook and how it makes sense and part of it is when you have a such a massive social network how you use it is different than when you have a, a smaller social network and so what i'm looking at is uh one tool in particular that i want to learn called mighty networks uh, which allows you to create these sort of uh specialized niche communities. And so that's that's one thing that I want to do to say, okay, so if I do Twitter, I do LinkedIn, I do Facebook, it's sort of this sort of mass appeal and it doesn't really allow me to have this dialogue or conversation and and you know, I ran it about the the tweet storm phenomena on Twitter, but can I do something where say in connection with this podcast or in other things I'm doing, we create a small, uh, you know, not a network or community, not designed to be an advertising tool and not designed to have, you know, to scale up to billions, but to be really focused. And can I experiment in that space as, as something new to do? And does a tool like Mighty Networks, which I'm, I, I like the, the feature set that it has and the philosophy of the network, is that something that I can use to build out, like you said, podcast audience, um, other professors teaching in legal technology and other space, the audience of uh, Tom and I's collaboration book, can I start to use that in a way that allows those communities to be created? And that, that to me, is an experiment that I feel it's time for me to try again. And my final uh, resolution is under the heading of learning something new, but I will confess that it's almost learning something new or something old that's new again, because I think I probably talked about these on past podcasts, but but I would argue that these are um, finding ways to reinvent them. These topics are finding ways to reinvent themselves or become new for different reasons. And I really haven't decided what I'm going to plunge more deeply into, so I'm listing two of them. One is data privacy uh, with the California Consumer Privacy Act coming on with the with the the idea that more states are going to pass privacy laws with the fact that 
every day now we're hearing about a data breach that's uh, compromising somebody's records. Data privacy, I think, is going to be one of the bigger topics of our time. Um, I am already certified in, in privacy for the European Union. I want to uh, get more involved and understand it more and get so that it becomes a, a second language to me like the law became at one point in time, because I really think it's going to be important, and especially if the federal government decides to weigh into it, uh, no telling what's going to happen then. The other one that I want to learn more about is I really want to catch up to what Office 365 and SharePoint are doing. I've got to say that as many arrows and, and pot shots as we might have wanted to take to Windows in the past and to Microsoft, sorry, to Microsoft in the past, I've got to say that the Office 365 tool constantly surprises and amazes me. They're always evolving. They're always coming up with new features and new ways for you to be more productive and get things done. Um, SharePoint has really evolved to a tool that's much easier and but much more powerful to use. Um, I just don't know how to use it very well. I don't know how to configure it. I get in and I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a novice at doing that. So I'm going to try and learn more about Office 365 and SharePoint, uh, learn how to configure sites and design things. And those are, I'm going to kind of bounce between those two learning goals for the coming year. Hey, Tom, what's the cost of a privacy certification? Is it like a $500 range, something like that? Or No, I think, well, to take the training course for a privacy certification, I think it's somewhere just just north of $1,000 for the training course, depending on what kind of course you take. And then obviously you're going to pay dues uh, from the International Association of Privacy Professionals. But uh, yeah, it was about $1,000 to get certified. It's because I think that's a tremendous resolution for for a lot of people. That because uh, that's one of those things. It's, it's sort of like take a course. Because uh, I was thinking of an example of a smart goal. Because uh, I, I people are always talking about cybersecurity, and the fact is that when we did the presentation that we did in Boston, we kind of walk through what the goals of somebody breaking into your system are. But a lot of people don't have that, and it's hard to know what the techniques are and stuff. So if you said, I want to, so if your resolution is, I would like to get a lot better at cybersecurity, that's probably going to be like losing weight. But if you said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a, like these, a cybersecurity class at the community college, and I'm going to take that class and I'm going to finish it, and I'm going to get at least a B plus in that class, then I think you have a great goal that's going to to really help you, say, in cybersecurity and obviously the certifications in data privacy or another thing that you can do in your spare time. And like you said, it sounds like probably for $1,500 is, is not a bad investment in your career and your, your technology knowledge. So I think we've given people some ideas. I don't know, Tom, do you have some smalls that you, you, you might add to the list that you, you're also thinking about? You know, I um I think my only small is, uh, and we've kind of danced around talking about this. It's um I want to get better at social media. And when I think about social media, I don't think about blogging necessarily, but I think about you know I haven't quit Facebook, although I'm not you know incredibly participatory on it. Um, but I want to get better at Twitter or at Instagram and. I feel like that just takes some time and investment and understanding. I wouldn't mind at some point having a YouTube channel to talk about technology. Um, 
uh, that part doesn't really seem like a small goal, but um, I really want to try. But part of it is just stepping out there and engaging and actually doing things. And uh, again, that's a function of time. But that's kind of one of my small, small-ish resolutions for the year. What about you? Well, I I'd, would like to point people back to the, our LinkedIn challenge that, that we did, because I think that's another notion where you say, I would like to get better at LinkedIn. And, and we did this method where you can just add connections. And there's a lot that you could learn about that. That's something where you say, I would like to add, you know, whatever number makes sense for you. But say, let me set a goal of adding, let's say, 500 connections this year or within a period of time, and then, and then actually do that. You're going to learn a lot about LinkedIn. You're going to learn a lot about your your networks. I guess the other resolution, Tom, that you and I should have is that uh, we keep talking about these online courses. We got to get those. We get get those done and launched. So I, I think people should be looking out for that. And it'd be great if our audience held us to account on that because I I would like to get those out in the next three or four months. I agree. So. Nope. Can't wait to to do those. I think those will be exciting. So what are you waiting for, Dennis? Uh, I'm waiting for 2019 and of of a fresh start and getting off the ground and for 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 you to say <laughs> I'm not quite as busy and I, as and I as, and I guess that's all we have to say about that. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take a break now before our next segment uh, to hear a message from our sponsors. Text Expander is a productivity multiplier. Lawyers love Text Expander because with a short abbreviation or search while typing, Text Expander can produce cover emails for invoices or signing instructions, insert templates for consistent meeting notes, perform accurate date math on the fly, and instantly present things you retype all the time. Text Expander runs on Macs, iPhones, iPads, and Windows and works in any application. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screen process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screen process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. In the grand tradition of anthropomorphism, in this segment, we've acquiesced to the request of our actual podcast to tell the audience its own resolutions, or at least to read off its list of wanted resolutions. Tom, what does the podcast have on its wish list for 2019? Well, interestingly enough, the podcast also believes in the rule of threes. And it wants three things, at least, from what it's been telling me. Number one on its list that it wants are guests. It wants guests desperately in 2019. And so... Um, Dennis and I are going to work on getting guests. Right, Dennis? Yes, we are. And the second thing that it wants is it wants people to call in with questions or topics on our answering machine line. 
and that's 720-441-6820. We miss featuring your questions or comments during our B segment. That's one during this very segment that we're talking right now, and we can only do it if you folks call in and leave us a message. So please do it. 720-441-6820. And then the third resolution of the podcast is really a dig at Tom, at me, because the podcast wants Tom to update the show notes blog. I've been, if I, as bad as I am at updating my own blog, I'm bad at updating the show notes blog. And so that is another goal of the podcast is to get Tom to update the show notes blog. Dennis, what about you? Well, what it's whispered to me is pretty much the same thing. So the guest is a big thing, and we, we want to go outside the world of, of legal and legal tech. So it's another place where we're, we're looking for some suggestions. We have some th- stuff in the work that we'll, we had Whitney Johnson last year, one of, one of our best shows ever. And so, so we have some, some things in the work that we're working on, but you know the suggestions people can make, and there's plenty of podcasts interviewing people in legal tech. So we're going to go in, in a different direction that, that really interests us. The questions thing is huge. And I, and I think the podcast believes that some of our audience thinks that they don't, that maybe their questions aren't cool enough or interesting enough or hard enough for us. That's not the case at all. So any question is good. And, uh, you know, as Tom's talking about doing the uh, the show notes, on the Dennis side of things, Dennis does the scripts. And so Dennis is very much in favor of people doing questions because that means that Dennis doesn't have to write the B segment every time. So I think I think those are the main things. And then um, so you're saying so you're out. saying so you're saying that the podcast wants me to work more and you to work less. Is that what you're saying yes. there? Okay. Yes, that's okay. always All been right. the case with the podcast uh, right. because, as I said, I write the script for the podcast. So that's you shouldn't be surprised that that's the way this, the podcast thinks. So get the word out. Of course, podcast loves sponsors. You know, so there's a lot of things out there, but mainly we want to get ideas from from the audience. You know, the the podcast you know likes Tom and I enough, but they they would like to include you, uh, the podcast actual fans and not just just us. So uh, that's what the, the resolutions are from the podcast. So now it's time for our parting shots and the last parting shots of the year. That one tip website or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So my parting shot is not technology related in its strictest sense, but it is a website that I have become obsessed with lately. It is explore.org. Explore.org is a uh, series of about... Uh, around about 200 live webcams that are out there that only show you pictures of animals. And so they might show you uh, the puppy room of a Great Dane breeding facility. It might show you an eagle's nest or other wild birds with their nest. There's a donkey barn. There's a sheep barn. There's a, there's something in the Grand Cayman so you can see underwater. You can see the fish. There's a camera for the Aurora Borealis that goes off every night. Um, right around 7.30 at night, you can see the pandas in China. I am obsessed with watching these. It's so relaxing and fun and quiet. And I could just leave it on and do stuff with it. But it is definitely worth your time to go and find some of the great animals on explore.org. 
Is there like a virtual reality channel to that, or is it all just 2D at this point? It's all just 2D as far as I know. Oh, I, I'm loving the idea of virtual reality. That could, could have been on my list this year as well. So the thing that I'm recommending is something that's been around for a while in other contexts, and something I looked into in connection with the class I'm doing at uh, Michigan State and start to adopt for myself. And, and so in the, the lean methodology and the Toyota method, there's this notion of, of Kanban and Kanban boards, which is this way of kind of uh, showing your work in motion. Um, and I just find it really helpful. So basically, I take a whiteboard and it has four vertical sections with a heading. And on the left, it says backlog. Then it has a column that says ready. And then one that says doing and one that says done. And so what I'm able to do is, is put everything that I think I need to do on a project into the backlog thing, and then I move it to the right column. So I'm grabbing things, I'm moving things forward, I'm focusing on two or three things that I'm actually doing, and then I'm able to see in one place what I actually have done. And it sort of allows me to move things around by priority, to see what's been accomplished, and to see the whole project in one space. And I've been using it personally on a few things, and uh, it's, it's really handy, and it's another aspect of with the iPad Pro notion and OneNote of something I'd like to do with a pencil on on an iPad. Uh, but very handy. Uh, just Google it, see some examples. There are some templates, but very helpful for kind of tracking a project and seeing it visually and then giving yourself credit for what you've actually got done. And yeah, and if you're interested in tools that, that adopt the Kanban approach, uh, Trello is one of those that is actually a really, really good uh, task manager type tool like Dennis described. And then if you just want to try out a, a free technology-based one, uh, Microsoft Planner actually comes with your Office 365 subscription, and it is also a Kanban-based task manager or planner. Um, so definitely worth trying out. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Uh, and another great year. Dennis, uh, definitely with some of our best episodes. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site, where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please reach out to us on LinkedIn or as the podcast wants to leave us a voicemail at 720-441-6820. So, until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. And you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you've liked what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time in 2019 for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, smart ways to work together from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report only on the Legal Talk Network.